Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hot Lifty Podcast. I'm your host, Carter McKenzie. This week I got with me Jeremy Williams and Bobby McCready. What's going on, guys? Hey man, how are you, Carter? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Excited. Great to be here. Yeah, man. Stoked to have you guys on here. I uh, I was overwhelmed by the response of turkey experts on our team chat that we had going on there, and uh, I by no means am an experienced turkey hunter. I've only killed two in my life, although I've tried for 200. So uh, I thought this might be a pretty cool series gearing up for turkey season across, well, all across the United States, actually, but all of us happen to be here on the East Coast, so I thought it might be cool to jump in here and get some tips from you boys. I'm I'm planning on keeping my mouth shut most of the time, letting y'all <laughs> doing the talking. <laughs> oh yeah appreciate um it. <laughs> yeah man so i guess the only tip that i have i'll just kick it off and then i'll stop talking i'll kick it over to you bobby but i saw a uh tiktok today and i wish i would have i looked at the guy's instagram and i wish i would have uh screenshotted it or followed him because he's a taxidermist uh i think he's in kentucky but his handle on tiktok was at bernie harper 87 b-u-r-n-i-e Harper 87 and he's a taxidermist and I was scrolling through his page and he's a big turkey guy too and he was saying um he was giving tips for for turkey hunters I guess if they're gonna plan on getting their bird mounted on things not to do and so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal his tip I want to give him credit We'll, we'll tag him in the show notes here but uh he had a really good tip that I wouldn't think of he said if you are planning if you shoot a bird and you are planning or even considering getting it taxidermy which I haven't, but I, that's something I would really like to do. I think they look badass taxidermy. Do you have one on your wall behind you, Bobby? You got uh, one in the corner. I got one in the uh, whiskey barrel over there in the corner. In the yeah. whiskey barrel. Gobbles, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a full mount, right? It's a full mount, yep. Yeah, dude, they just look so cool. Yeah, I want to do that. But he was saying, after you shoot the bird, from a taxidermist's point of view, do not run up and stomp on his neck and head uh as badly or like as trained as we think we are to do that when that bird is you know when you give that bird the flop don't run up and stomp on its neck and its head um which admittedly is kind of the first thing that i want to do because those things can kind of seem like they're going to get away from you you know what i'm talking about i actually saw that video that you're talking about he's like i don't did you your size like your size 11 on its face (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He said, "Don't come off the top ropes, and jump on his neck." So I guess those those feathers in its head and neck are really important from a taxidermy point of view, uh, and kind of irreplaceable. Um, and it can make your your mount look a little sparse uh, when it's coming out as the final product. Um, the taxidermist needs those head and neck feathers um, when he's putting them together. So I thought that was really interesting, and that's something I'm going to take away because I am guilty of the boot on the neck for the last two turkeys that I've taken down too. So that's, that's my tip. Bernie Harper, 87 stole that from him. Um, but Bobby, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your uh, Tuesday tips this week? Yeah, man, absolutely. Love to. So I, I'm sure everybody else is getting really excited uh, with spring Turkey here. I know it, it hit 70 the other day and I took a deep breath outside and I got really <laughs> excited for uh, spring yeah, Turkey. I was it's like, like, it's time. It's here. He's like a little tease. Yeah, and then and then it's snowing today, so that tease went away. So now we're we're <laughs> back to Mother Nature. So uh, I'll give you two basic ones. I feel like uh, these are two big ones for me. That you know, when I was first learning, that these are some of the tips that really helped me. That you don't realize that will really help you out in the woods. 
Uh, first one, you want to be, you want to gear up. You want to be ready for anything because you don't know what you're going to be doing out there. You're going to, you don't know how far you're going to be hiking out. Uh, you could be in one spot, and the next thing you know, you're chasing a bird through, you know, uh, acres away. So, uh, the biggest thing with gearing up that I learned the lesson the hard way. You want to have a waterproof call with you because when that gets wet and that chalk gets wet, you are not calling anything. So it is a pain then. Pretty much, uh, you might as well just get your mouth working. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> the second one I got is be patient. Patience is key when you're turkey hunting. Everybody, I see a lot of people when they get out there right off the roost. A lot, I know we talked that some guys can't hunt off the roost. So uh, when you were us lucky enough to hunt off the roost, you, uh, you want to be patient. As soon as that bird hits that field down, you hear him flopping, you hear him landing the down. Uh, you want to make sure you're giving him a couple minutes because in those first couple minutes, that bird is so easily spooked. He could be gone within a second. So if you call way too early, that bird will get skittish and jump away. Uh, especially if you have you know a flock of a few birds, that leader – he gets he hears that call call too soon he gets spooked the other ones are coming right behind them you know so you want to make sure you're slowing down you're taking your time you're give them a couple minutes off the roost really enjoy and know that it's there i usually wait two five minutes or so and then i'll make my first call coming out so uh those are my tips pretty simple and basic so those are good man no i really like those um yeah, let's un- let's unpack those for a second. So, you, what kind of call are you talking about when you're talking about don't get away? You like to run a box call? I'm a box caller. Yeah, I, I uh, unfortunately okay. I can't use the mouth calls. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure I'll I'll get some heat from that, but I am a box caller. Uh, I do have a drum call with me though. If they do come in closer, so I do have that. But I'm a box caller. For me, I, I just love using my box call. It's, uh... So I'm I'm actually opposite of you. Like I use a. Uh... Like I use a slate call, which I just recently got a new one. It's called it's a, it's a titanium call. Like it's not hmm. it's not slate or glass or crystal. It's titanium, and that is made to run in the like run in wet weather. So I have that in my vest. And I'm actually very anxious to try it because like, I I bought it last season, and coincidentally enough, like, it didn't it didn't rain enough for me to use it. So I never got to use it. So I I wouldn't really say I'm praying for rain, but I would love to use it in wet conditions. <laughs> It's always good to know that your gear works when it needs to work, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm uh, I can't use the mouth calls either, Bobby. <laughs> Thank, all right, cool. So at least there's two out of three of us that Dude, can't right now. I so. just sound like I sound like dog shit, man. I just can't make it work. Yeah, I have. I guess I, I need I, a little more practice. I have I have three diaphragms that I, like that I have like in my vest, and but they're they're all different cuts. I have a bat wing cut. A, a diamond cut and a duck cut. Like a duck cut is like a like very high pitch and like that's like your young hen. And then like your uh, bat wing cut, like it's like your deeper, more raspy hen. And that one has killed a lot of like a lot of toms. Like like just like just simple like clucking and just clucking and cutting on it just it, it kills it kills a lot of toms. Now, now you have an advantage over us because you can use that. You have your hands free at all times. Us, we have our hands on our box call, and when it's coming go time, <laughs> guess who's throwing that box call really far? Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, my uh, my wife actually walked in. Uh, like she came home from work, and I was like going to town on those, those mouth calls, and she walked in just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, it's time, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my wife will say, "Go out to the shop with that. That's that's uh, that's enough for inside the house. That's enough." Yeah, that's good. And then your your second one, Bobby. That's a really good one too, because I'm no turkey expert, but overcalling and calling too soon and calling at the right times is like 
that seems to be everything with turkeys, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, when I was actually my first time going hunt turkey hunting, someone told me that he says, you, you want the turkey to hunt you. You don't want, you don't want to be hunting the turkey. Mm. You want to just call when that bird calls and mm. you don't want to overdo that actual call. And I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, it's true. You really don't want to overdo your calls. Uh, a lot of guys are out there just calling, calling, calling constantly. And you just want to give it some time and be patient and slow it down a little bit. One of the best tips that, that I ever got was no, was no calling is still calling. That, that was one of the best tips I ever got. Like it was like, like, like I've seen a bunch of people, like first starting out, like they'll, like they'll sit down, but like they'll sit down in a tree and they'll hear that uh, trick gobble and then they'll throw the everything in the kitchen sink at them. Like they'll, like they'll start cutting, <laughs> like they'll start cutting, like they'll start like yelping, cutting, just whatever. I'm like, bro, like just chill. Like, relax. Yeah. Like relax. Like, but yeah. like they've thrown out freaking 30 calls in like two minutes. It's like, like no, like no way a hen is going to talk that much. No way. Yeah. No, I like that, man. That's good. And I feel like it's easy to get caught up in, right? Because you can sit there, especially on a slow morning, and you're like, man, nothing's happening. Uh, I'm bored. I'm gonna throw out a call. You know what I mean? And that can be the wrong. That could be the wrong move. So I like that. You want the turkeys to hunt you. That's good. That's good advice right there. Uh, Jeremy, what you got for us? All right. So, so my first one is, uh, turkeys love to roost over or near water because the air is usually more, like it's usually thinner. And so that way the my turkey can actually hear better, like, like they can hear what's going on below them better. So, so if, if you have a bunch of water like on your property or like, like a, like a creek that goes into a pine thicket, chances are that that's where you want to start at. Just like, just walk through there and blow your little owl, your owl call and see if you can get one to strike up on you. And then just just sit and be patient. That's good. So, how does that affect your setup? You you also want to plan to be around where the water's at. Absolutely. So, like I, I like to put a uh, put a geographical feature between me and the water. That that way, like that way, if the turkey, I like to minimize where the turkey can, like can and can't go because a turkey's never going to fly. Usually, turkeys when they come off roost, they fly downhill because they can glide better. So, a turkey's never going to go like my turkey's going to fly the roost and go uphill. Like I've I mean, if it happens, like I've never seen it, but like nine times out of ten, like they're going to go like by towards that creek, and and they'll feed a little in the sage grass that's like that's below there. It makes a lot of sense. I like that. The property I hunt here in North Georgia, it's the foothills of the Appalachians. We're eight miles from the start of the AT, and so this farm, it's a farms all through the valley, and then it's very steep cliffs on each side, and then those turkeys will roost in these big pines up on the ridge like way up there like some serious elevation and we'll set up in the field and there's a creek between us down in that valley going through the field and they will pitch off that ridge and shoot down that ridge like damn fighter jets and then land in that field and it's just the coolest thing in the world but i didn't know about the the air um and and the hearing yep um like uh also like they use like 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 they use creek beds as like staging areas because i mean uh so like a turkey, like it loves like the the acorn that, that like a deer won't eat. Like a deer won't like they won't eat an acorn with like a worm in it. But like that's 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 a delicacy for a turkey. So all those leftover acorns that are like they're sucking a creek, oh that's a turkey's favorite food. That's cool, man. I love that. What's your uh, hit us with your second one, Jeremy? Okay, uh, let's see. A tom is the most egotistical bird, like like in the woods. <laughs> I couldn't I can forget that one. So, so usually, usually whenever you, so like the reason I say that is because they, 
a turkey tries to be louder than, than, than anything in the woods. So, like, I was telling Carter and Bobby earlier, like, I had a buddy, like, when we first started out, we would, like, we were in a, uh, like, going to our hunting area, and we were on a uh, logging trail, like, it was a pine, like, a pine uh, cutout road, and it had a, uh, like, just a big old pine thicket, just big tall pines everywhere, and it was about 30 minutes before daylight, and I pulled, like, I had my turkey vest, like, I was ready, this was my second time ever going turkey hunting, so I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but... <clears throat> I said, uh, should we pull out the owl call and see if we can get one to gobble? He goes, no, I got something better. Okay. And this this guy, he slammed, I mean, like, he slammed as hard as he could. He slammed his truck door as hard as he could. And, like, no shit. Like, you hear about four or five gobblers just sound off. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, this is this is real. Like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> so, so, like, if you, like, don't worry about that low care call being absolutely perfect. Because I mean, any any loud noise is going to set that turkey off goblin. It's called a shot gobble. In case somebody's curious about, about what it's called. What, what kind of truck was that that slammed the door? Is that a Chevy call or what? what kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking Ranger, of course it was. <laughs> just, a little, just, a little, just a little two-seater Ford, Ford fucking Ranger. That's all you need. Yeah, affordable. Yeah, affordable. That's a that's a, that's a poor man's truck right there. So. No, that's good, man, because, like, sometimes I got a buddy who can do an owl call, like a hoot owl call, like, phenomenally well with his mouth. And I just feel so intimidated ever even <laughs> attempting it, right? But that's a good, you know, uh, that's a good realization is, like, yeah, you can always just slam the truck door yeah. and turkey will still got You're just going to end up with the same result. Yeah, it don't it matter. It works. Like, I, I've, I've seen people I've seen people use goose calls, like, like owl calls, obviously, like crow calls. And then the most innovative one that I've ever seen was a uh, was like a coyote call, like a cow. I was like, I didn't expect that to work, but it did. But like, it was just that, it's just a high pitched noise. But I wouldn't recommend doing that to a turkey that's on the roost because it's gonna make them very, very more skittish. But and then uh, I mean, I did have another one, but like, like I was, I remember that you that you want me to tell about tell that story. But like the other one was a uh, was an early part of the season. Like the gobbler isn't looking for the hens. The gobbler is like, like whenever a gobble a gobbler gobbles in the early part of the season, he's expecting he's expecting the harem of, of hens to come to him. Like like that's why he gobbles so much. And then like in the later part of the season, like that's when he's like that's when he's looking for looking for hens. Like that's when he's roaming the fields looking for like that last hen that, that needs to be bred. So 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 you're gonna have to adjust your tactics that way. How uh, yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Hey hey Jeremy, what what were those things on the ground that you said you were looking for before? <laughs> <laughs> say, say that again for me one more time what they were <laughs> I'm sorry we're, we're gonna get subtitles below you. that was great man. <laughs> if we ever post video we'll have to get subtitles <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> definitely need them scrolling marquee below <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes absolutely I'm all, I'm all for it that's the difference between New Jersey and boys from down south, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Carter's in between us to be our translator here, so it's what we know what each of us are saying. I guess that's right. Thank. I can train. That's my job. I can translate. Thank God for that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all great, guys. Those are really good. Um, I think this is a great intro into uh, turkey tips, and we're gonna make this a thing. I think this will be really excited or a really good thing to get people excited for uh, turkey season kicking off here across the, across the States. Um, 
before we wrap it up, we were talking briefly before the show started about kind of the differences that I wasn't really aware of, of the different states that we hunt in. So, Bobby, why don't you give us a rundown kind of where you're at and what your ridiculous turkey rules are? <laughs> so uh, I'm in, I'm from the lovely state of New Jersey where we ban plastic straws and you can't do much of anything right. Here. So, yeah, we we uh, we have a, we were talking earlier and, and it was crazy. Like you don't realize crossing over state lines how different everything gets. Um, so basically, our turkey hunt is a lottery system. So you have to put in for the lottery system months before. Uh, basically, you all go into the big Powerball thing and you pick your, uh, your date. So basically they break it down by periods, you know, period A is like your Monday period, uh, B is your Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday. So, uh, I, I actually was telling Carter and Jeremy before that this today, I actually got my date. So it was perfect time for the podcast to, uh, see what I'm doing here. Uh, and I'm period E. So that means I can only hunt Saturday this year for hunting season. Dang. And, uh, yeah, so I got the, the short straw cause Saturdays are the, also the time when, Wildlife management areas are full of hikers, backpackers, and ATV riders. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, who's the most excited turkey hunter in this group right now? Probably not me. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't, and you guys can't hunt on Sundays. Apparently, that's uh, that's new to me. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And we're uh, we're till noon, so at least we can hunt the roost, though. So you know, you're talking a lot of smack I'm realizing how much I took for granted. I can hunt all day. I can shoot three gobblers. I can shoot them off the roost. No rules down here. No rules. Yeah. I got one on yeah. a Saturday. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> wonders why I have a truck that drives across state lines to different places. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. Jeremy, what, what's your kind of setup for turkeys this year? So I'll be hunting in two different states. I'll be hunting in Alabama with my dad. And then I'll be hunting on, on Fort Campbell, which – which uh, Alabama just introduced a new rule this year that you can't that you can only harvest one gobbler for the first ten days of the season, and you can't use decoys until like within the first ten days. So like let's say you kill a gobbler on open day, like you can't kill a tur- like another turkey until like eleven more days. So that's that's new. And then on Campbell, like like there's there's very there's actually very little rules here, like here on Campbell. Like you like you're authorized two like two gobblers per season, and that's it. So, so like if you get, but you're only authorized one, like one per day. So like it's okay. per season, one per day. But in Alabama, like you can kill, like you can kill two, uh, two gobblers in a day and that's it. Unless it's first okay. 10 days in the season. Are you like, how do you feel about that new rule with the, the 10 days, like probation thing? I think it's, I mean, I understand the meaning behind it, but I, I still think it's bullshit. If I'm being completely honest, like I, <laughs> I don't see why, why using decoys the first 10 days is going to, it's going to help help the numbers of, of people harvest turkeys. I mean, I mean, like the first like few weeks or so, like I've killed them like like the first thirty minutes of them landing on the ground. So I'm not really sure how decoys are going to help. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, you're the you're the one who's in school for biology, so I didn't know if there was a biological reason for why that was happening. Uh, so so people that like the people that like, that I've talked to, what they say that it's supposed to. Uh, like it's supposed to give the turkeys like a better chance because they're still like like trying to find like find their uh, their roosting grounds or, or their strut zones and stuff like that. But I I just don't see it. Like the science doesn't support it in my eyes. But I mean I, I'm sure I'm sure someone else has a better in, like, insight on it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Trying to understand turkeys to me is like trying to read Arabic, man. It's just yeah. 
sometimes you got them figured out and then sometimes they're just going to do whatever the hell a turkey's going to do, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I would say turkey hunting is like, it's like 98% luck and 2% skill. So <laughs> even, I like that. even more so than deer hunting, if I'm being completely honest. For sure. Well, you guys got any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap this one out? Bobby, you got anything? Uh, no, I mean, I just remember to make sure you gear up, be prepared and be patient. Those are the two things. And those are the two things that really will help you just being a beginner out there getting, you know, getting your feet wet in the turkey season. So uh, obviously there's a lot of things that go into it, but I think we'll cover that in a, another time. But for right now, get just getting out there, be geared up, be patient, and you, you'll get a turkey. <laughs> But maybe not on a Sunday around here, but you know. <laughs> yeah, definitively not on a Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But at least we can put a decoy out. <laughs> Jeremy, you want to recap your, uh, your, your tips? Yeah. So just, just like, if you have any wet spots on, like, on your land, like, like I would give those like an extra, like an extra run through in the mornings. And then like, if you're able to hunt past 12, then I would go get those like a like, run down in the, like, in, the in the afternoon. <laughs> and, oh, and also, uh, like, like a cadence kills turkeys, not like not sound. That's good. Well, this will be uh, part one of this is the first installment, I guess, of what we're going to call turkey tips until we get a better name. So uh, stand by for part two, everybody. And thanks. Thanks for joining me tonight, fellas. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, Bobby, where can people find you on uh, Instagram? Uh, so right now I only got Instagram banned off of pretty much everything else. Uh, it's Bobby underscore light. And until I get, until I get banned off of there, that's where, that's right now. That's the only where he plays you can find me. So. Yeah. You and Luke have that in common. Luke keeps getting the hunt lifty, uh, TikTok banned as well. So I was like, Hey, maybe Bobby nah, should run it. Time. And then you were like, bah, I got kicked off. I was like, well, maybe Bobby shouldn't run it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, and uh, Jeremy, where can people where can people find you, Jeremy? Uh, I'm I'm Jwill five one five on on Instagram. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, guys. We appreciate the hell out of you, listeners, and we will talk to you all next week. <laughs>